I'm your huckleberry. I've not yet begun to defile myself. I have two guns, one for each other. You are listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM or one of our many streaming platforms. I am Nick. Thanks for listening. I am Will. And I'm Josh. As always, we've got a great show lined up. We are locked and loaded. And we're going to get started right off the bat with a brand new segment that we're debuting on the terrestrial side of the radio. If you've been listening to the podcast faithfully over the summer, uh, you will maybe remember this segment. Uh, Guilty Pleasure Court. Cue the Law and Order theme. Bum, bum. So... Uh, we would like to give a platform to people out here who have uh, views and, and beliefs, uh, generally in pop culture, that are generally seen as unpopular. Like, for instance, uh, if I happen to enjoy the Barbie Christmas movie quite a lot, I don't think I should have to live in the closet about that. I, I think I could make a good argument for why that's a good movie that could be enjoyed by many people. And we're, we're giving a platform to people all across the great U.S. of A. to come out here and air their pop culture grievances. Yep, and that Barbie Christmas thing was just an example. Right. Yeah. That's the second time you've it, used that example. So it's a little close to We're going to be hearing from you at, at any point in the future? Maybe. I, I don't know. I went first. I uh, threw myself upon the mercy of the court, arguing that Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen is actually a good song. But a new man, a new defendant, has stepped into the courtroom, the loft courtroom, judges Will and Nick presiding. Here we go. Uh, Josh will come in. And Josh, what would you like to argue today, please? All right. So I, I came in here. Um, I've. I've got this thing. Uh, I, I really enjoy spending time, um, passing time rather, uh, watching videos of people just eating. Eating. Uh, yeah, specifically food ASMR. And, and, and for, the, for the kids at home, uh, what does ASMR stand for? Do you know? I actually, I, I have you. Um, <clears throat> ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Mm, it's the yeah, official definition according to thinkwithgoogle.com. Nice. And uh, you have some you have some evidence you you have an exhibit you would like to show the court. Yes, uh, here is here's one that I just found last night, and I think I might come <laughs> back to. Okay, I I, I think that is enough. The, the the court will not tolerate any more of this chicanery. Uh, you could now just for to, to put on the official record that was a video of someone simply eating noodles, and I'm listening to that cranked up very loudly. Is that correct? Yes, very, very true. And and what value to society do you believe that that has? What is the most primal thing, I ask you? <laughs> well, then man eating... Uh, noodles? Food. Noodles, specifically. So that's um, the base of humanity. Yeah, no, this is the most primal thing. Eating, I see. Yes. Uh, this brings me back to when I was a child, and my parents would cook me noodles, and I would sit there in the high chair, and I would throw them all over the place. But more importantly, I would eat them. And you would listen to yourself eat them. And I would hear myself eat them. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that, that brings you peace? That brings me so much peace. I see. Mm-hmm. And I believe that this is, um, this is uh, a, a bringer of peace to many, many more than myself. And this is evident from the over 41 million views on this video alone. Mm. Holy cow. That's like a small African country. At least, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's actually shocking. very impressive. Um, Who knew there were forty-one million crazy people? If only we had the like to dislike ratio on YouTube, we would know what the uh, the percentage of you know likes to dislikes on this kind of content would be. Well, out of the forty-one million seven hundred and one thousand of them have liked the video. It's actually very impressive. So you you might not be you're you're definitely in a 
a possible majority, it sounds like. Yeah, but unfortunately for you, uh, that's an argument ad populum, which is a logical fallacy. It's actually a formal fallacy of logic. So uh, I'm going to have to you know, uh, dismiss uh, the, the judge is going to overrule uh, that last argument, considering it has no basis in legal merit. Okay. Sorry there, champ. <laughs> Uh, you guys didn't even hear the, him eating the chicken nuggets. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, fine. Right. Okay, we will go to Exhibit B, which is the man... Uh, <laughs> eating his nuggies. E- eating, eating the chicken nuggets. Okay, uh, whenever you are ready, defendant. Oh. That subtle crunch. Oh. Let it be known uh, that he's eating them two nuggets at a time in the video, which I think is another offense. Not only is it ASMR. He's... Can we talk about the water drink right before that happened? Nice little slurp. That was not a slurp, dude. That was a straight up gulp. Mm. That was that was uh, was rather impressive. I, I I don't know what to say to you. I I I'm uncomfortable. Purely as <laughs> as pure as uncomfort could be. What's really beautiful about my guilty pleasure, though, okay. is that it affects no one else but myself. And so who are you to judge me for what I choose to do in my free time? Well, I mean, I am a judge. so <laughs> You are on trial, so you, yeah. you are going to receive some form of punishment. Dude, do you think that the, the, the propagation and promulgation of such content as this uh, would be harmful to the youth of our society, perhaps? Absolutely not. Really? Absolutely do, not. Do you think that there would not come a day when children, instead of going outside and frolicking in the fields and playing with their friends, would rather sit at home and listen to a man eat chicken McNuggets? Yes, definitely. I think... Uh, <laughs> wait, that's not a good thing. I think... Uh, oh, wait. What was the question? Well, I, I will got say this. After listening to him eat those chicken nuggets, I really do want a fried chicken sandwich right hey. now. There you go. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think another harmful thing about this is that, you know, we already live in a society with unattainable beauty standards. Like on social media, you see, you know, people who are, who are just too perfect and that it's clearly, you know, impossible. It's manufactured and, and people struggle and strive to reach those standards, but they never can because of the society. And what I fear is that the average American will see that chicken nugget and they will think that every chicken nugget is as crunchy and as, as golden and is, is as good as those chicken nuggets. And I think that creates harmful expectations on the chicken nuggets in our society, which are stigmatized enough. I mean, let's let be honest here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So don't you think that this creates unattainable beauty standards for food? That is an impressive tangent. Why not show the beauty of certain chicken nuggets? Yeah. If there are chicken nuggets out there that are good, why not display them to the world? And their and their 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 highest level of chicken nuggetness. Mm. So some you're saying that some chicken nuggets the are ideal nugget. better than some chicken nuggets. Absolutely. And they of should course. be celebrated. We should embrace that. Yes. Would you Okay. I'm thinking about this. Hmm. Now I I will confer with my fellow judge here. I want us to be consistent okay. in this. Yes. And and I think that he makes a, a pretty decent point. I, I do believe that, you know, that some chicken nuggets are better than other chicken nuggets. This is true. You know, some people are better at playing football than others. And instead of hiding them away, we put them out on the field and, and we play. So and pay him money. And here's what I say we do. I think we offer him a plea deal. Okay. He will still be guilty. Okay. Of, of I, I, I think ASMR, I, I, I cannot get behind this, unfortunately, the... At least th- this half of the bench uh, cannot, in good conscience, you know, render the guilty of not guilty, render the verdict of not guilty. What am I saying? <laughs> but I would say this: if 
Josh were to agree as part of his plea deal to organize an international chicken nugget pageant of sorts. Uh, based to, on audio. Based on audio. Yes. Uh, I think that could do some good for society. Uh, would you? Would you be opposed to ah, rendering that deal? I, I agree. I agree with that. So, so based on this, based on this deal, you're ready to uh, to put together here. What mm-hmm. do you, What do you? What's What's going through your mind? What do you What do you think in our our reduced sentence will be? Well, I I do agree with him that it's doing harm to no one. I suppose except for the chicken nuggets that are being shamed for not being as crunchy or as as golden. Or is just you know filled with juicy chicken goodness as the other chicken nuggets. So I, I see that. However, um, it's only harm towards him. That that is correct. So this it only is, destroys his ideal of the right. chicken nugget. But uh, this is why I think the court. I I'm leaning towards leniency here. Um, so I, I I do think that you will still. How about this? You organize. I will let you off scot free today. Whoa! If you agree to host the chicken nugget pageant. International, but you must wear earplugs while you eat chicken nuggets the rest of your life. You may never hear the golden crispy crunch. That is something I cannot do. <laughs> well, if you think long and hard about this, young man, because absolutely not, I will never forsake. The noodles? We have forgotten the noodles. You know, the, no- the noodles, no, the n- noodles. I I don't think they're they're that relevant to the case. I I think the chicken nuggets are the really nuggies. okay. I mean, I, has anyone have you ever seen a noodle and said that noodle is by far superior to any that other noodle? That is the wettest noodle I have ever yeah, seen. Yeah. I I I simply do not think that that boiled to perfection that factors in. So, uh I he here's here's the thing. Uh just to wrap this up, Josh. Either you agree to our plea deal or I say that you uh must spend 1 year in a soundproof room. Listening to ASMR the, of nails on a chalkboard. Yes. What? That probably exists. Okay. I think we'll go with that. I was actually thinking of one of those rooms where there is no sound. Like you sit in there and it's totally quiet and you can like hear your heartbeat. But no one likes listening to nails on a chalkboard. That's the point. Mm. Maybe Unless he you just would. think, you just think audio way. deprivation is better. No, I'm only about the food ASMR. Oh. Uh, ah, perfect. There you go. There you go. That's, okay. That's, that's so that, that's move. your choice. Nails on a chalkboard for one year or uh, earplugs every time you eat chicken nuggets for the rest of your life. Oh. It's so sad, but the punishment is too much to bear. <laughs> <laughs> I plead guilty. All right. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, justice has been served today. Before we move on to the next segment, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in if you're on the radio and listening if you are on the podcast version of the show. Uh, I said it last week, we're trying to make the move over to Spotify. This just helps us out. Those kind of metrics, kind of figure out how many people are listening, kind of what you guys like to listen to, uh, that sort of thing. So we will put the the link to the Spotify in here as well as the link to our YouTube and our Instagram. Check those out. We periodically post some funny stuff there. We're trying to build a nice little loft community. Uh, moving on to the very next segment here. I ran across an article as I was scrolling through the news, which caught my eye. And it posed an interesting question. It was on Apple Music, but I think it was written, or Apple uh, News, but it was written by a guy at The Atlantic. And the question posed was, is old music coming back to kill uh, new music? And there's an interesting statistic here that he brings up, which I think sort of kickstarted this whole search by him, which is that old music uh, now represents 70% of the U.S. music market, which, which is very interesting because, again, these are... No song, no new songs are coming out. This is like the same. I used to want to call it stale. I wouldn't necessarily call it stale, 
there's nothing new coming out. You know what you're getting. Nothing exciting. Most of these artists are either like geriatrics or dead. And somehow <laughs> they are taking over one half of the music market. And even yeah. more surprising, the 200 top most popular songs today, so like your Billboard you know, top 200 or whatever, they only account for 5% of total streams on Spotify. And that's kind of spooky if you're in the new music industry. That's very interesting. And it's it's even more impressive, too, because the newer platforms really do pander to aspiring artists. That's right. So you're getting a lot more music a lot faster. Um, I, that's very... You said 60%? Uh, 70, 75%. 75%. I believe, yeah. That, that, that's insane. That's crazy. I mean, and anything like... Even a number like 25 or 50% would have been quite impressive. Mm-hmm. And... I think also what's interesting is when you look at the like what is the nostalgia for? If you look at commercials and things, uh, a guy in this article, he talks about how, you know, when you go through the store, all the music that's played at the stores. I mean, they're oldies music largely. Like, there's no modern music. I mean, I'm sure in certain like yeah, I'm sure if you went to like Hot Topic or whatever, yeah, you get Lil Nas X and whatever. But you know, if you go to Walmart, Publix, wherever, I mean, they're playing just sort of like yeah. that variety soft rock station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what the most common or like the most popular genre is. Of those, of those, uh, I would imagine it, I would imagine it's pop, just sort of like soft rock, um, that okay. that kind of genre. I I would imagine it's very interesting you say that too, because a lot of the newer groups that are kind of uh, making music in the in the genre of like the '60s, '70s, and '80s mm-hmm. uh, are actually extremely popular. I'm thinking of of a group called Black Pumas. Mm-hmm. They came out. Uh, I think they they were put together maybe about five years ago. And we're just kind of making some some older style blues rock, and they yeah. picked up crazy amounts of steam. They, they make great music, um, so obviously people are looking for that. Yeah, they're kind of like a Marvin Gaye sort of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of right. old soul, old funk kind of. Yeah, uh, little little Motown esque. Um, I, I think so. a really big album right now, or at least it was big when it first came out, was uh, Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars. Um, that, yes. that album, which is a lot of kind of retro funk backup soul. singers and everything. It's a very right. cool album. I yeah, I agree. I, I love that one. So I really do think that. I mean, I prefer older music. I to be perfectly honest. Like I I discussed this somewhat Carly Rae Jepsen. It captures something that I think is in old music that is not in new music. But the lyrics are actually kind of clever. Like there's only like three kinds of songs that are made now. It's like I just met a girl. A girl just broke up with me. Or like, wow, I'm so lonely and sad. Like that's it. All of them involve a girl. But I, I, I don't think this is gonna like spell disaster or anything for current music. Uh, I just think it needs to get good. Well, I think you know, I, I, I kind of uh, thinking about you know some Darwinian style, you know, reactions mm-hmm. from from oh, the survival, public. Survival, yeah, the survival of the fittest. I think I think that the uh, styles of music that are just you know, forgettable Garbage. will be forgotten, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I I think that's probably what's going to be happening. And we're obviously seeing that right now. Probably the problem is that music is getting very homogenous. Like yeah. r- uh, hip-hop, rap, whatever you want to call it, or they're different, but that, that style of, of music um, with like, you know, the 30-second notes on the hi-hat yep. and kind of the, the snap-clap beat, that has taken over everything. You will find it in, you know, every genre. And it's just sort of blending together. It's all too samey. Yep. And it's kind of like when disco in the 70s, people really hated disco because it was just infecting everything. Yep. And this is kind of the same deal where people are trying to hop on the gravy train. And instead of kind of sticking to their guns a little bit and saying like, hey, this is what makes country country or makes rock rock, they all just sort of chase the, you know, they're pa- you know, paper chasers. And now, you know, they've got a big problem. And I think what's going to come out of this, um, 
is a lot of indie artists maybe who have their own sort yeah. of uh, vision. Like there's some country guys. Cody Johnson is a really great country artist. He's c- kind of more traditional a little bit. And um, I think he's on a label. But people like that I think are really going to start climbing to the top who have sort of kind of gone back to sort of what made music great at the beginning instead of chasing trends. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's, yeah, it's a good, I'd say it's a very good summary of it. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's our story. So something to pay attention to is mm. uh, new music. Actually, a really good way to gauge this is if you listen to the radio and you just listen to, you know, kind of uh, radio station music specifically, just listen to how many new songs are put in the rotation. Because if new music is starting to fade out, and of course they lose money if people don't listen. So if they don't like the music, they're not going to listen. Mm-hmm. And you know, most right, even like those variety stations, a lot of them are still. It's like early two thousands, nineties, eighties, seventies. Yep, those so. top forty stations are very popular. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, watch out, Lil Nas X and whoever else, Da Baby. You know, your music's not good. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so. We are going to move on to our last segment of the day, Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. Well, there's something you don't see every day. All right, so our first story here, uh, you have to be very careful what you say or how you phrase this. Tennessee axe woman hacked dad's arm and gave grandpa black eye deputies a ledge. Now... Uh-huh. Uh, this happened in uh, Tennessee, as it says in the headline. Cops showed up to the house of this woman, and uh, you know her grandfather had a black eye, and her dad had a big axe gash in his arm. Gosh. But you know, we I I really do enjoy the presumption of innocence in this country, but sometimes it's just a little ridiculous. Like like the defense has to pretend like, oh well, you know, we don't. Allegedly, she did these things. Even though you almost cut the guy's arm off, right. and she's holding a bloody axe. Right, exactly. And it's like, right. well, allegedly. Hmm. But, of course, nothing good happens after midnight, yep. as, as they say. So this all went down at 2.20 a.m. Oh in Elizabethtown, Nevada, Forston. She's 25 years old, and she faces a laundry list of charges for breaking into her grandpa's house and beating him up and then taking her dad out with an axe. Where'd she find the axe? Did she bring it with her? I don't know. That would be that would be kind of interesting. Maybe it was like a uh maybe it was like a fire axe, like, you know, like grandpa, you know, he's out there chopping wood. Yeah, cuz that's what I'm wondering is was this the kind of thing where she showed up, wasn't actually planning on hurting anybody, then got, you know, a little bit perturbed and well, you know, grabbed an axe on the back porch, mm-hmm. came back in, started yelling, you know, "Hey, I'm going to start swinging this guy around." Or do you think she came there prepared? She came to the home with an axe for perfectly innocent intentions. Yeah, like, she's yeah. gonna help her grandfather split some wood. Yeah, she had the, not a, split somebody's arm. The, the, <laughs> may, yeah, we'll may, see. I don't know. The door jam uh, may have uh, may have been stuck. You know, she's gonna clean it up. I don't know. Oh yeah, her 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 grandfather was stuck in the house, and right. so she she came over to to help him out, and then uh, you know just hacked the hacked the lock open. Or the door or something. Sounds reasonable to me. Maybe we could be defense attorneys. We, we see, go in there and we argue for I her. Think, see, I, I think we, we have a chance at doing that. She thought that her... She gave her grandpa the black eye because she was like trying to push him out. There was a fly in the house. Ah. She, was, she was trying to get it. And she's kind of afraid... Or actually, it was a spider because she's kind of afraid of spiders. Okay. So she swung the axe <laughs> and, and she hit him with the blunt end in the face and got, gave him right. a black eye. And, and then it landed on, on her, her father's, father's arm... arm which she swung to hit and missed and hit the father's arm. I think you could convince 12 people that's what happened. I think so. 
All right, lady. We are not licensed to practice law in the state of Tennessee, but we could be. So give yeah. us a call if you need a lawyer. All right, moving along <laughs> to the next story. Uh, this this one's great. So a lot of people, uh, you know, cruise ships are back open again. The, That's good. The, the COVID or however they say it up the here COVID. in the US. So people are back on cruise ships going around the Bahamas. Oh. And the cruise liner Crystal Symphony had to turn around. It was coming to the United States, and it had to make a little Yui and come back to the Bahamas because oh. uh, the crew members and the owner of the vessel were wanted by the U.S. government. Warrants have been issued for their arrest over unpaid bills. That's amazing. Yep. So a U.S. federal judge granted an order to seize the ship as collateral because there was a $4 million debt in terms of unpaid fuel. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, they had to, they had to. Wait, so, so is this, is this company, do they own one ship? I don't know how many. The owners are in debt. So they, I'm just trying to think of like how this works out because they sold the ship for collateral. No, they, no, they, they didn't sell it for collateral. They, they purchased fuel and they just never paid for it. And so, and so, and so they sued and I guess a federal judge says, okay, as compensation or whatever, you will it was going to be seized and whether it was going to be sold for money or whatever. I gotcha. That's unclear. Okay, gotcha. Just some sage advice, I guess. If you plan on going on a cruise, make sure that... It's not Crystal Cruises. Right. Or just make sure that they have money to pay for their fuel. Yeah, you can ask the captain that, I bet. Yeah. Could you imagine just like, they're going around, it's like, anyone have a gas card? We need we need that 10 cents off per gallon. <laughs> ask the passenger. A Shell loyalty member? Yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody have it? That'd be really funny now that I think about it. You just like pull up. It basically looks like a car gas pump, and you just pull the ship right up, like next to it, and then a little guy in like his little white sailor suit like hops off yeah. and then sticks his card in the thing, and then takes out the little the little hose and just sticks it in the side of the ship. And then card just, gets and, denied. Yeah, <laughs> and just and it just sits there for like six hours, just holding it, just waiting for the ship to fill up. Yep. That's an image. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Loft. We will be back next week. <laughs>